Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to remind you that the show is also available on YouTube. And starting from episode number 101, it's all in 4K. I'm trying to make the best video podcast I can, so definitely check it out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Go to youtube.com slash at progressionspod or hit the link in the show notes. If you're not getting enough progressions and you want to get even more thoughts on creativity, productivity, and growth in music, then you should sign up for my newsletter. You'll find a brief article in each monthly edition as well as updates on progressions and myself. I'm also sharing some workflow hacks and links to stuff that I found interesting or helpful. So it should be fun. If you want to stay up to date on the latest and get all the bonus stuff, go to travisferentz.com slash subscribe or click the link in the show notes. Just when you thought streaming royalties couldn't get any worse, Spotify pulls a hold my beer move and tells us that our music may no longer earn royalties. But as bad as it all sounds, I think this may be an opportunity to change the way we think about this business. So in case you've somehow missed the hundreds of articles and videos talking about Spotify's royalty changes, here's a quick rundown of what's changing. There are three main changes to Spotify's royalties. One, they're instituting a penalty fee for tracks that are found to be using artificial streaming. Now, if you're unfamiliar, there are entire bot farms streaming third-party playlists 24 hours a day. But I think at this point, any serious artist should know that paying for playlist placements, especially on a bot playlist does far more harm than good. So I think it's safe to say that we shouldn't have any issues with this change. The second change is in regards to what Spotify calls functional genres, i.e. noise recordings. People have long been taking advantage, I use air quotes on that one, of the rise of things like ocean sounds and white noise being played while people sleep on loop. I don't personally have an issue with people putting up non-musical content, but I do agree with the changes Spotify is making. What they're doing is increasing the minimum track length for these functional genres up from 30 seconds to two minutes. They also intend on working with licensors to reduce the value of a noise stream versus a music stream. Now, at first glance, you might feel that this is taking money out of the pockets of creators, and that is technically true, but if you're an actual musician creating art, you know that you spend days, if not weeks, on a track. These noise tracks can be made and uploaded in a matter of minutes. So I think we can all agree that the more money going into the pile of royalties being distributed to real artists, the better. And speaking of royalties distributed to artists, that brings us to the third and most important change track monetization eligibility. Starting this year, a track must have reached at least a thousand streams in the previous 12 months in order to generate recorded royalties. What happens to the money that would have been earned by those tracks that don't meet the threshold? Well, to cite the Spotify website, quote, Spotify will not make additional money under this model. There is no change to the size of the music royalty pool being paid out to the rights holders from Spotify. We will simply use the tens of millions of dollars annually to increase the payments to all eligible tracks rather than spreading it out into three cent payments. End quote. The unfortunate part of that statement is that Spotify had to put into print how pitiful the payout to artists already is. Now, part of Spotify's reasoning behind this is that many distributors have payment thresholds that must be met before royalties are even paid to the actual rights holder. I believe CD Baby, for example, has a threshold of $10, while Ditto Plus is a whopping 150 British pounds. That should be criminal. They're literally keeping your money for months, if not years, maybe forever. So, since tracks with less than a thousand streams are definitely not meeting a lot of these payment thresholds, Spotify has decided that that money is better served going into the royalty pot for tracks that are, quote, 
monetized, which by their calculations would increase payouts by nearly $1 billion over the next five years. I honestly don't know where I personally want to stand on this because if this change actually results in real independent artists making more money, I think that's great. But it is setting a very bad precedent for artists not being paid for their art. Even though we're talking about potentially single digit dollars or less, you're still making it okay to devalue someone's work, which I am not cool with. Obviously, there's been an outcry of frustration with these changes. Everything from people calling for Spotify boycotts to threatening to cancel their subscriptions. So that brings us to the part of this video that's going to be nothing like any other video you've seen on this topic because this is progressions and deep down inside, this is secretly a self-help podcast. Now, before you say, Travis, what right do you have to talk about releasing music? You're just a mix engineer. And I have, in fact, been involved in releasing several projects to varying degrees of success. And let's not forget that I've been putting this podcast out into the world for more than three years now. Now, it might not be music, but trust me, I felt all the ups and downs and had all the thoughts of quitting that every musician, artist, and producer watching this may have had at one point. When I see the reaction to Spotify's decision, there are two things that if we changed about ourselves, then I think the industry as a whole would be better off. First is this obsession over forward-facing metrics. We're focusing on the wrong things. Spotify's choice to make the stream threshold 1,000, I think has triggered a lot of people because the dreaded less than 1,000 sign has already plagued so many of us. Releasing a song and not passing 1,000 streams has for years been such a blow to an artist's confidence. Now, ultimately, I blame social media for this. The like has become a forward-facing metric for how good something is. It's truly unfortunate that this is where the world is at, but this is where we are. I'm sure that it's not a coincidence that Spotify opted to have a similar public metric by displaying the stream count. Think about what that's done for their marketing and branding. Artists sharing their year-end streams, announcing that they hit their first million. Do you see anybody posting about getting a million streams on Apple? No? The world has us so focused on these public metrics that we forget that this is a long journey. It takes time to build a fan base. A career is the compounding effect of everything we do. It's not just one song. And that goes for whether you're an artist releasing music or behind the scenes in the production process. I feel this all the time. I want a project I work on to blow up as much as the artist does. So we should all be taking pride in the work we're doing, focusing on the enjoyment we get from making the things we're making and not on the number of streams or likes it has. Let me ask you this. Does 1,001 make you feel better than less than 1,000? Let's not forget that less than 1,000 could be 999. Is it different? No, it's not. Your stream count is not a reflection of the quality of your music. It's a reflection of how many people have heard your music. You can't get caught up on the results. You've got to focus on the process. I talk about this on the podcast all the time. That's what brought you into music in the first place, right? The process of making music. Now that we've shifted our focus a bit away from these metrics that we all seem to want to live or die by, Let's talk about how we identify. What's the narrative that we've painted for ourselves? Right now, it feels like we've painted the story of the starving artist that is being kept down by the big corporate DSP devils and pushed to the wayside by the major label artists. And look, that's not an entirely exaggerated description of the challenges of breaking through in the music industry, but that doesn't mean we should believe that's who we are. Our experiences all shape our story. If we let the setbacks and mistakes define who we are, then we'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Example, if you identify as someone who fails to market their music effectively, then you won't take any steps to learn how to market your next single any better than your last. On the other hand, if you identify as a person that grows from hardship and is excited to learn how to beat a new challenge, 
you will eventually crack that code. And look, this stuff is hard. I promise you that I'll be tracking the views and downloads on this episode nonstop for the next week, despite the fact that I just told you to ignore all that. And while I'm doing that, I'll be trying my best to continue to identify as someone who is growing a podcast and is excited for the challenge to win people over one by one. But I will 100% have moments of absolute frustration. And by the way, this is a great moment to hit the subscribe button. So think of the artists that inspire you. Now, we'll never know what they believed about themselves when they were starting out, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that none of them believed that they would never cross a thousand streams. There was an artist in the UK who was playing hundreds of gigs a year, self-releasing his own albums, collaborating with as many musicians as he could, and building an audience on YouTube before he finally broke through. When he did, he hit number one on iTunes as an unsigned artist and would eventually become the first artist to have a song hit one billion streams on Spotify. We're obviously talking about Ed Sheeran. Despite the many setbacks I'm sure he encountered, I would imagine that the story he believed about himself was always that he would be a successful musician and songwriter. You can't put that amount of work in unless you truly believe that that is your story. So let's return to this Spotify royalty nonsense. What are you going to do differently with your music career because of it? Nothing. Fuck it, it, because it doesn't matter. You make music because you love making music, and you'll build your career in music regardless of how many pennies Spotify is or isn't giving you. It doesn't matter what metric the world thinks should define you. You define yourself, and you decide what success is to you. That's it for this week's episode of Progressions. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Be sure to check out all the links and resources mentioned in the episode down below in the video description or in your podcast show notes. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify. It helps the show so much. And if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to drop any thoughts or questions about the episode down below. Let's keep the conversation going. For those of you watching, you'll be getting a link to another episode you might enjoy popping up somewhere right about now. And for those of you listening, check out the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and I will see y'all next time.